Hello, I'm Elizabeth Kendall, a Senior Research Fellow in Arabic and Islamic Studies at Oxford University's Pembroke College. And with me is Christian Coates Ulrichsen, who's a Fellow for the Middle East at Rice University's Baker Institutes for Public Policy. Christian, we've got just six minutes for a conversation about Yemen. Now, headlines of late have focused on the humanitarian crisis. And that's obviously good because Yemenis face immense suffering and millions are starving. And yet the annual United Nations pledging conference earlier this month reached less than half of its target of 3.85 billion. Now, of course, preventing the spread of famine is the immediate priority and that needs funding. But the real solution, as everybody knows, is to address the underlying cause of the humanitarian crisis the conflict. So if the international community can't or won't donate funds that are sufficient to avert the humanitarian crisis, then we're going to have to hope it will ramp up the political will and the energy to help to at least start to bring about conflict resolution. And then that will ease the humanitarian crisis. So the US is certainly ramping up its efforts under the new envoy for Yemen, Tim Lenderking. Could you run us through what initiatives are underway and maybe evaluate whether you think they're on the right track? Hi, Liz. It's great to be with you. And I would agree that there is at least more of a political will on the part of the Biden administration. Appointing Tim Lenderking as special envoy at least gives a point person with decades of direct experience of Arab Gulf and Arabian Peninsula issues someone who's trusted by Arab Gulf states. Linda King has obviously served in Saudi Arabia in the past and who is and has the mandate to speak to all parties. And so the fact that Linda King has been already out to the Gulf and has been in Oman and has been speaking reportedly with uh, representatives from the Houthis as well, means that he's at least better placed than the previous administration was to convey and pass messages and to try to establish the parameters of a political settlement or at least the parameters of what might come next in terms of dialogue between all the parties and to try and ensure that those channels of communication are open for the parties to the conflict to begin to think about moving towards some sort of um, dialogue once again. Mm. Think these are going to work? <laughs> Is it going to work? Well, I think you're right. I think this is a, a fresh start. He's doing the right things. Um, in fact, I think the Biden administration has come in perhaps for more criticism so far than it deserves on Yemen. That's mostly related to them having lifted Trump's last minute designation of the Houthis as a foreign terrorist organization, apparently without getting anything in return. So I guess on the surface, at least, uh, it does look like that may have inadvertently empowered the Houthis because they, they have subsequently escalated their hostilities. But, you know, let's face it, the war is entering its seventh year. The policies of the previous US administration did nothing to help avert the crisis. And so those policies clearly did need to change. And, and so it does seem a bit premature to, to judge Biden's efforts as being negative after only a few weeks. I guess the the big question is, how can the new administration engage Iran and the Houthis and still hold them accountable 
for, for aggressive moves. And so do they have any leverage over the Houthis? What do you think? Well, I, I think I agree with you. The last minute designation by Trump, a blanket designation was deeply unhelpful and done for political reasons, which obviously didn't relate to any desire to really help Yemen. I think some of the more recent individual sanctions imposed by the Biden administration on individual members of the Houthis are quite interesting because they could be targeting the military wing of the Houthi movement, while at least leaving open the space for the political elements of the Houthis to continue in dialogue and negotiation in a similar way almost that the UK did with the IRA and Sinn Féin in the 1990s, which produced a result that was sustainable. So if they can find a way of distinguishing between the political and military wings and empowering one and punishing the other, that might at least be a more sustainable path forward for the Biden administration. Uh, in terms of solutions, what measures do you think might be adopted? Well, I like the way you've you've put that. You've talked about trying to forefront the moderates, trying to sideline the hardliners. And yes, and stating mechanisms for doing that is, I think, a really, really good way of reversing previous approaches, which appear to do the opposite. Uh, I guess, gosh, in, in 20 seconds, peeling away support for Houthi supporting militias by really understanding and then leveraging local dynamics. And I guess linking economic support, perhaps for reviving the polarized north to political outcomes and just linking economic and political support to transparency and accountability. I think we've really only just scratched the surface, but I do hope we've given listeners some points to consider. Thanks so much for joining me. Likewise, thank you.